Welcome to Season 2 Possum Kingdom. We are so excited to start this adventure. And for this intro, I am joined by none other than Ziva herself, Emily Summerlin. How are you doing? I am so good. You know, Season 2 good. Uh, if, if I'm going to be good, it might as well be season two good, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me on this intro. We wanted to just take a moment to kind of talk about the tonal shift of the adventure that we're going into. We are going into a, a horror campaign, and with that comes a certain shift in the content that you'll be hearing. And so I got I got Emily on here to help me kind of just give a little bit of a content warning, talk a little bit about some possible triggers that that could come up in this. And I want to start that off by first reading the content warning straight out of the book. Um, so this is out of the Signal Screams Adventure Path book. It says, this adventure path contains typical Starfinder action and adventure, but be warned that it also presents scenarios in which horrifying things happen to the PCs and the NPCs around them. The events presented in this adventure path fall into the realm of body horror and psychological horror, which can include disfigurement, mutation, parasitism, and disease, self-mutilation, injury, and the aftermath of such unpleasantness. And it goes on to suggest that before one begins this AP, that player consent is the most important thing to consider. And so, Emily, can you talk a little bit about some of the things that we did to prepare for this? Absolutely. So uh, one of the things that we kind of did is we sort of talked about essentially just what are some some hard limits for us? What are boundaries for us as individuals uh, that we don't want to touch on or that we should or that Adam should know going into it, you know, to be aware of, hey, this is something that I really am not comfortable Having in game, essentially, mm. because we're first and foremost friends and we don't want to uh, create an unsafe space or uh, a, a we're, we're trying to make it entertaining. And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, horror, it's fun, but also we're humans. So but checking in with each other, I think, and this is whenever you play any game, uh, it's important to get this may sound an aggressive word, but consent. Uh, from your players, from your, um, from your, from your teammates. Um, so we just kind of essentially did kind of a session zero, I guess, mm -hmm. and, uh, went over some things that we, that would like Adam just read off the book descriptor and, um, we just kind of checked in with each other. Um, I don't necessarily want to go, too in depth because yeah, I don't want to right. spoiler anything, uh, but just know that all of us connected and made sure that each one of our crew members was okay moving forward, and that there wasn't going to be anything that was unsettling or disturbing um, to the to the point of of detriment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. well, and that being said, we we only have the ability to to know what our limits are and so mm -hmm. let this serve as just a general content warning for season two that as we move into horror there there are going to be some horrific things you know and so be mindful we don't want anybody getting caught off guard and you know that part of our mo is that we like to dig deep into the psyche of our player characters and that you know our flashbacks 
being kind of going to for a more horror vibe, there is potential for some triggering scenes. And so mm-hmm. we'll do our best to mention those before any episodes, but yes. at the same time, we don't know what's too far for all of you listening. So this is, this is us saying this is where we're going. These are some of the things that you can expect to see. Um, but at the end of the day, we're still Southern tomfoolery and we're having, trying to have fun playing the Starfinder game. So this is fantasy. This is horror. We're moving forward. Now that that's said and done, (laughs) let's get excited because we're about to start season two proper right here, right now, right? I'm excited. Are you excited? I've been excited. (laughs) And so without any further ado, we're going to start episode 72 of our podcast called Distressed for Success. Enjoy. Ten years ago, the black, smothering blanket of space fills our view. The stars, what few can be seen, seem to be dimmed by the shadows of the void. Out here on the edge of the diaspora, the oppressive nature of nothingness weighs heavily. This desolate landscape 
is suddenly interrupted as two small starships jet into the frame. These ships are painted solid black and would almost be impossible to see if it weren't for the bright white skull and crossbones painted crudely on the hulls. We follow the pirate ships as they cut a swath around the inky black, and the lights of their engines and search beams reveal a large asteroid suspended in the void, looming like a sleeping giant. The crackle of static sounds as the two starships open their communication channels. There she is, Renfrey. I told you that it was her. All right, all right, Maz. Calm down. You won your 20 credits. Now shut up and let's run a scan of the asteroid before we land. Renfrey punches a few buttons on his console and sends a ping to the silent, shadowy rock. Ping. 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 The scan continues, but as Renfrey taps the readout, nothing comes back. Damn it, you would think with all the plants that the boss buys, he would have some money to upgrade these shit buckets. Well, if I'm right about this rock, there'll be plenty of diamonds and gems. We'd be able to buy our old new fleet. The boss could buy our old moon to plant his little bushes. Let's go. And without waiting for Renfrey's response, Maz engages his thrusters and directs the ship right to the surface of the asteroid. Muttering curses under his breath, Renfrey follows his partner. After landing and suiting up, Renfrey and Maz disembark from their respective ships and check each other's suits to make sure everything is sealed properly, and they switch on their helmet comms. All right, Maz, I know this is your find, and I won't take that from you, but let me take lead on this. I had experience working in mines, and I don't want you accidentally causing a cave-in, all right? Sure, sure. Let's go. Lead the way, boss. Renfrey notices that Maz's eye twitches as he says boss, but Renfrey chalks it up to his nerves, being on an asteroid with an abandoned mine. After spending some time searching for the entrance to the mine, the two pirates descend into the empty hollows of the asteroid. About an hour into their descent, both of their helmet comms suddenly crackle to life as shrill static fills their ears. The pain is sudden and intense, and Renfrey buckles to his knees, throwing his hands to his helmeted ears despite knowing that it would do no good. Blood begins to trickle from his ears and nose, and then the sound is gone. He looks to Maz to check on him. Maz is still standing, ears and nose also bleeding, but instead of a look of pain or fear, Renfrey just sees an unsettling smile plastered on his partner's face. Renfrey is just about to ask him if he is okay, but before he can say a word, Maz begins cackling with increasing intensity and madness. Renfrey gets up from his knees, hurries over to his partner and grabs him by the shoulders. He shakes him violently to try and stop the man's hideous laughter, but it seems the more he shakes him, the louder the laughter gets. Renfrey, now full of anxiety and fear, finally shoves Maz to the ground. The pirate lands hard on his tailbone and his laughing immediately stops. The eerie smile is replaced with a dull vacancy. Maz, Maz, are you okay? Maz, come back to me, pal. Come on. Maz simply looks back to Renfrey with a blank stare. Okay, we're getting out of here. Something is off. Let's go. At Renfrey's suggestion of departure, Maz leaps back to his feet 
with almost supernatural speed and grace, his empty expression now replaced with fierce, determined anger. No, I don't think so. There's something powerful down here. You can't stop it. Boss can't stop it. No one can. So you're coming with me, and you will see the beauty. You will see. You will see. You will see. And as Maz, continuing to mutter the words, you will see, as an almost eerie mantra, he turns to begin to descend further into the abandoned mine. Renfrey reaches to grab his friend, intending to drag him back to the surface, but in a flash, Maz spins on Renfrey and grabs his arm. There is a brief moment where time seems to stop for Renfrey, and he meets Maz's gaze. The pirate's eyes have gone completely black, and what looks like ink rolls out of Maz's tear ducts. The unsettling smile returns, followed by the maniacal laughter as Maz begins to twist Renfrey's arm. Feel the pain, Ren. It is the truth. It is pure. It is pleasure. You will see. Renfrey cries out in pain as Maz continues to twist his arm. He can feel his bones break at the shoulder, then the ligaments snap one by one, and with horror he helplessly watches as Maz tears his arm from his body. Maz drops Renfrey's arm to the cold rocky floor of the mine shaft and turns again to descend further. Renfrey is in shock and pain. He sobs, and before he can turn to run, Maz slams his fist with superhuman strength into the wall. Rocks begin tumbling from the ceiling of the shaft until a cascade of rocks cave in Renfrey's only escape. Not knowing what else to do, Renfrey activates his suit's automated medical augmentations and watches as the suit begins to seal the wound first and then re-knit the fibers of the technomagically enhanced fabric. Without knowing why, having nowhere else to go, inexplicably being compelled by the residual static, Renfrey follows Maz deeper into the caves. After another hour of gloomy, terrified marching, Renfrey and Maz arrive at a large cavern that is scattered with an inexplicable mix of mining gear and scientific laboratory equipment. Even in Renfrey's shock and pain, he is able to realize that this lab equipment shouldn't be here, and he tries to wrap his brain around this incongruity. But before he can even begin to unravel that thread, the awful static fills his ears again. The pain is unbearable, and in a panic, Renfrey takes off his helmet only to realize in his last breath that the sound is coming through the very walls of this cavern. As Renfrey hopelessly gasps for breath, his last fading sight is of Maz walking to a singular red light in the center of the cave. His friend, his partner in crime for 15 years, is now consumed by this emanation, bathed in red light that almost makes him look like he is covered in blood. Renfrey collapses to the ground as he strains to shout out to his friend, but Maz is wholly entranced by the sound. Maz reaches his hand out to touch the red beacon, and as he does so, his skin begins to peel back from his fingertips and up his arm. Renfrey finally succumbs to death, watching his friend being flayed alive by some unseen ent entity, yet Maz just laughs and screams, You will see! You will see! <laughs> and the camera pans out from the grisly scene. Back through the shaft, back to the surface, back to the two pirate ships, back away from the asteroid. As the shot pulls away from the asteroid, it again falls into shadows, disappearing into the void. The only signs of its presence are the faint sounds of static and laughter that emanate from its coordinates.
All we see is the black emptiness of space, and across the screen, crackling into view with static. Signal of screams. I'm about it. Well, that bodes well. That's so I'm, cool. That sounds like a really exciting premise. Um, I'm sure nothing bad will come of that. <laughs> We're going to have yeah. a great time on our vacation, come back to Absalom, and just, <laughs> just you know, well, go well, on with our lives. Well, season two, y'all. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to... Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to give you an inspiration. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, here we are. At, at the first episode proper of Signal of Screams, welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing this afternoon? Pretty uh, fucking good. excited. I'm awake now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was good. Now I'm great. Yeah, yeah. Was it it only took a whole season and trying to scare the pants off of you to get an, a legit I'm excited to be here response from you guys. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> well, you know, at least from Emily, it's like, I can only get so erect. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be kosher, but yes, thank you, Heath, for being my mm-hmm. pervert translator. Your, I appreciate yeah. it. I'll be your spirit guide. <laughs> Thanks. Well... For those of you who are joining us for the first time on season two, first of all, why? But second of all, I'll just give you the benefit of the doubt that this is where you want to come in. So <laughs> let me just introduce the crew for you for our season two. We have returning to Southern Tomfoolery. He never left. Heath, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm really excited, a little nervous. I'm not a big horror buff or even fan, but I have been like trying to put the work in and like watch some movies to like get myself in the in the headspace. Watch Event Horizon. That's a that's a good one to to start with for sure. Yeah, it's not a good movie, but it, it fits the vibe really well. I think it's a so good. First movie. off, it's a very good movie. It's definitely like a B movie at best. Oh, that doesn't mean it's bad though. Right? You know, there's a difference between I, movie I, and films. Yeah. You know? I enjoyed watching it. There okay. you go. There we go. Uh, okay. Uh, somebody who I can't believe is still here despite all of the, the shit that we give him. Josh, thanks for returning for season two, man. It's, it's good to see you here. I mean, I appreciate you having me, but I honestly don't know why you do. <laughs> well, we love you. You, you, you. I mean, despite all the shit, we do love you. Well, you thanks. Know? No, it's, long time. it's good to be here. I'm I'm really, really looking forward to this. Uh, I remember you talking about it, I think, before we even started doing the podcast and mm-hmm. saying that this was something you wanted us to play through, specifically me. So yeah. uh, I can't wait to get fucked by you again. <laughs> Safe I've, word. Safe word. I feel like I'm going to have to, like gonna have to <laughs> download the sad trombone app for John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Um, speaking of somebody that I don't hate, but she confuses me almost every time we talk. Emily, how are you doing? I'm so good. How are you? I, I am great. I know you're excited for this. Um, you, you're literally bursting out of the screen, giving me the heebie-jeebies. So, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, I'm pretty jazzed about this. Um, the more I kind of. Kind of like he says, you know, uh, since we get, we're getting close to starting, I geared up and I started reading a bunch and uh, even watched some movies um, mm. that were, you know, horror and specific to like the 
the particular genre we're about to go into to get fired up about it. And I am, in fact, fired up. So, nice. yeah, I'm excited. Well, uh, I, I'm glad that you're here, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to terrorizing you, uh, along with everybody else, including our resident grump of the group, Zach. How are you doing? Are you okay with that title still being your title? I mean, I, I think it's unfair, but uh, <laughs> if the shoe fits, though. Well, and grow into the grump, man. Grow into spoken it. Spoken yeah. like a true grump. <laughs> Uh, I'm now, good, now, man. I'm I will good. Say, yeah, I will say your grumpiness is not like dourness. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a lovable it's a lovable grumpiness that keeps us grounded. And so I am glad that you're here too. I think you're going to have the biggest struggles with this campaign. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how much you are, but I think you're going to. Well, have now you're that. making me like really question. <laughs> you know, now I'm doubting it. I was like all full. I was all in, and now I'm like, what do you mean I'm in the biggest struggle this campaign? I See, it begins. It begins. You got to start mm. planning those seeds <laughs> early. He's playing you know? those mind games. He is. I listened to the STFU where you were talking to Stephen Griff, and I I concur exactly with what you said. That you know, you're yep player agency and concern, and and yes, that's where it is, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, mm. um, well <laughs> John, you're here, but <laughs> I thought that I've got rid of your character. Yeah, yeah, you did, but um, I don't go away that easily. Um, a little bit hard Why hearing. Why didn't y'all tell me? I mean, you know, I just kind of figured uh, I, I just kind of stick around and just be I mean, that guy in the back, just kind of like laughing and <laughs> like the the producer in some uh, like a Howard Stern type show. Somebody in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like the, 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 the uh, or or the guy that just kind of like makes side jokes off to the side, like in, in like those late night shows or yeah. whatnot. Yeah, you're our hype man. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So also uh, he can do foley work. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll help out with the foley work and any kind of NPCs you don't have any I mean that you can't quite do. Right, right. right. Well, yeah. if only that were something that I could actually do. Actually, I know that the rest of you are very excited to to meet John's new characters. We've been sitting on this for for a while and yeah. uh, I, the the veil will be lifted tonight. Xeno 6. Um, my name is That's what I thought. I knew it. Yeah. Fucking knew it. My name is Adam, and I am the GM of Southern Tom Fullery, or at least this adventure that we're doing. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here sharing this with all of you listening, and of course, sharing with all five of you, some of my closest friends. So I have to get that sweetness in while I can, because we're about to dig into a horror campaign, and I am... More than thrilled. So let's get right into it, shall we? Nah. Hell Wait, yeah. Can I? Can I like just put to a vote? Let's just not have John <laughs> roll a character and be exclusively the sound effects man. I think that like <laughs> That's I think fair. that would be a bold new direction for the podcast. And I just want to say I'm here for it. Pivot. It's, pivot. it's our first pivot of the new we, season. There we go, BB. I'm here for the voice. Yeah. yeah. Like like homebrewed siren scape. Like every like time we fire a here. shot, John's going pew 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 pew. pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> um well waka, waka, we last left the the crew heading towards um new elysium resort and they were all excited i know that the captain was excited to go check out some potential competition but also kind of have a vacation with her crew 
and, um, you know, get to kind of show off, I think is what you said, right? You want to show off the, the APA, your, your new high level partners here, um, show off what they can, they can bring. Is that right? Yes. Uh, Ziva is extremely excited. She's ready to show off all of her super awesome crew and comrades and, and work compatriots. Uh, and if the guys aren't as excited, uh, that's fine. She will strong arm them into being excited <laughs> or at least pretending to be in front of other people. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to kind of start tonight as you guys are coming out of the drift, you know, right there at the drift beacon that's by the uh, where New Elysium is. And, you know, as as you're kind of sliding out of the drift, your uh, Terry comes over the speaker and says, Hello, I am intercepting a distress call. Would you like me to put it on the comms? Um, yes, Terry. Uh, put it up. All right. On the so Terry, kind of you hear, and then it comes out over your intercom system, and you can kind of hear this this exchange. Shuttle Goal Runner to New Elysium Security. We are under attack. Request immediate assistance. The response is quick. Acknowledged, Goal Runner. We're on our way. Hang in there. They'll never get here in time, Buzzblades. A familiar voice to Mike, with a gravelly voice interjects. Give it up, and we'll go easy on you. The transmission ends with laughter and hooting from what must be other ships in the area. And let me drop you on a starship map. What? Because you guys just slipped out right in the middle of a pirate attack on this ship called the Goal Runner. All right, Adam. <sighs> We're starting a second AP in the first combat, Starship combat, again. Yup. I call shenanigans. <laughs> well, we've gotten better at it now. Some of us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, a couple things to unpack there. Mike, you recognize that voice. You'd know it anywhere as Gardenzio. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. I, I noticed in the intro, like... Uh, monologue or whatever that you had somebody mentioned uh the captain's little plants and i was like is that a is that a gardenzio thing um so yeah mike definitely recognizes that as gardenzio's voice so what you heard was this exchange um and you guys just kind of slipped in and at this point nobody knows you're there so i'll give you like a few seconds to kind of talk it out as a crew yeah, I mean, um, immediately I'd be like, hey, Captain, I'm like 100% sure that that voice was my old Gardenzio, the, you know, the guy that I used to run with in the gang. Uh, uh, well, that's certainly something. What the fuck is he doing out here? What? What? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I imagine he's, you know, pirating or ganging. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, ganging, of course. Yeah. Yes. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but what, did, did they say buzz blades? 
Uh, I was wondering if I had misheard that. Uh, GM, did they say buzz blades? <laughs> they did say buzz blades. I mean, you could ask Terry. Oh, basically. Terry! <laughs> well, did you I guys would have heard Terry, model <laughs> GM. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they said buzz blades. They seem to be under great distress. And so what you see is three pirate ships surrounding a shuttle transport. Uh, this is what they look like. There's your pirate ships. And here's the transport ship as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Well, well, Orin will, from the pilot seat, look back at the crew and say, Oh, come to New Elysium, they said. It'll be a great time, they said. <laughs> and, and he'll start buckling up like his harness and say, Everybody buckle up. We go yeah. in hot, huh? I mean, Mike will start, you know, heading to the guns or whatever and be like, If I've caught this correctly, it seems like old Gardenzio and the gardeners, or whoever he's running with now, are trying to harass and harangue uh, some Buzzblades players. So, like, maybe let's save my dad's favorite Brutaris team from my former mentor. <laughs> um, okay, well then, let's get into it, as we're going to start here with Starship Combat. So, let's we're going to go. Round one, engineering phase. Uh, Phil's definitely just going to boost the uh, engines. Okay. There you go. There you go. Just to start off right oh, there, no. boom. Boost, boosting the engines. All right, I love it. Uh, let me get that roll. Uh, it's a natural, like, automatic success. Oh, right. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you have a 19. Actually, let me let me double check that. Engineering? Oh, no, since we leveled up, it's not anymore. Ooh, I don't like that. Uh, so I just need a one or two, and I got a seven on the die, so we're good. So you beat a 19? Yeah. All right. Uh Yep, in that case, you the engines, you know, you can feel it in the yoke, um, Oren, as the power just kind of, that familiar boost of Fel's power. And we're going to oh, go... Oh, yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah. And we're going to go into the helm phase. Helm phase initiative. Uh, Captain is going to encourage, or attempt to encourage, Oren. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, Super does so with a 24. Um, Oren, let's get in there quickly and see how we can knock this out. I don't want to take too much time before we get to the spa, okay? <laughs> yes, ma'am. And uh, Oren, I think, is going to is gonna do it. Uh, that's going to be a big old 32 with my bonuses and then plus whatever Ziva gives me. Okay, so you get a third. Which is what? Plus two for the encourage. Okay. So that's a 34 total on your pilot yeah. check? Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Just barely. Uh, so the goal runner, the, the Buzzblade shuttle ship is going to have to go first. And it is going to move its way into this asteroid field. So what you guys are seeing, listeners at home, the Epic Tracer is on, we're going to say, the west side just... But, you know, we're in space, so cardinal directions don't matter. But if you're looking at the map, it's on the west side. And there's a big asteroid field in between them and the conflict between the pirate ships and the shuttle ship. Now, there's a bit of um, mechanics here with the asteroids. You can actually shoot them. 
You can try to fly through them. Um, so they're not just, there, there is ways to interact with them if that's something you want to do. The Gold Runner itself is going to use its action to try to lose these ships in the asteroid field. So you're going to see it fly towards you. And then the Raiders are going to take their pilot turn and let's see they have good maneuverability so all right so one flies around and aims its forward arc towards the goal runner another one is going to attempt a flip and burn uh, and is going to be successful so that's also in the front arc and the final one is also going to try a flip and burn table all right and that is successful okay <clears throat> is it is it us now yep so i think uh i think we just we just charge in right like my nose is not quite pointed at the uh at the, at the correct you are facing them. oh well then i mean that puts us going straight through an asteroid so um which you can but, try to do um it's a separate piloting check to get through the space you know? Okay. Either All way, right, you'll get I... through the space. It's a matter of how, if you do it without hitting the asteroid on the way. <laughs> um, I think just, uh, I think what I'll do is maneuver. Okay. So that is one that I have, haven't ever really done before. Okay. But it basically, you move your normal speed. So that's going to be 10 hexes with Fell's boost. But you reduce the distance between turns by one. Mm-hmm. So it just basically increases your maneuverability nice. for a turn. So we'll try that. It's a DC 24 on the piloting. All right. Um, I think I'm going to get it. Then I'm a guy. Natural 19 Dang. plus 16. I think that's going to get it. Oren has <laughs> turned into such a badass fucking ship jockey, dude. I mean, you don't want to fuck around with your boy on a ship. Like, all right. So that's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. And we just... Orange is just going to roll up, you know? It's going to keep flying towards the action. Uh, as you fly in, you hear over the comms, Gardenzia say, Oi, Mike, I knew I'd see you here. Why don't you join us in collecting these goods, eh? Oh, Gardenzio, Gardenzio. How about you piss off? My father would be really disappointed if you killed them, uh them buzz blades players oh we're not gonna kill them they're worth too much for that uh let's go to the gunnery phase all right and uh as soon as he says that i'm gonna fire i w- do we know which of these ships he's in we, we, we haven't done a scan or anything Correct. yet okay yeah so are I'll you just... in range of anything right now um there are asteroids kind of in the way too uh, well i mean if i don't have a shot then Let's just go to somebody else's turn. You you may have a shot on the southernmost one. This one down here. Yeah, I'd say you could get a shot on that one from your, uh, what would that be? The turret. Turret, turret, or one of the... Or the starboard um, weapon. I'm trying to figure out the ranges. Uh, the only long range we have is the nuke. What What's the turret? We don't have a turret anymore. Well, no, the turrets, I'm sorry, is a short range as well. So both sides are short, turret short. The forward is the nuke, uh, which is long range. 
So uh, you have a shot, but you're going to take some minuses um, because it's out of range. How how many increments? What's what's the range? Six six squares. Uh, start. He says short. So it's that's five hexes. So every five hexes, you get a minus two to your attack roll. So it'd be a, what, a minus four. Be a minus four. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll attempt a shot with it, even with the minus four. Okay. Um. Okay. That'll be with the minus four a twenty. A twenty. Yeah. I rolled a 12, I have a plus 12 bonus. That's going to be uh, AC as well, right? That's not target lock. Are you Are you using computers? Uh, I, I would like to, and that would put it to a 22. <laughs> uh, yeah, so with the computers, that's a hit. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's three. Three? Yep, three. Three points of damage. Okay, and that's going to hit it on its forward arc. Yeah. All right. Is I mean, is Gardenzia still on the comms? Ah, uh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you can talk to him while I go ahead and roll my yeah checks. Yeah, I mean, I, I like start. Uh, I guess since everything rolls at the same time, I start to like fire off a shot, and at the same time, I'm like, look, Gardenzio, the last time I saw you, I cleaned your clock. Don't make me do it again. <laughs> he says, listen. I was coming here to, to help you. Now you owe me, and you know that. Now we can talk, or, you, or I'm going to take this either way. It's I been tough for the gardeners. I don't owe you a fucking thing. Uh, and, you know, as you're having this conversation, shots are being fired by all three ships, and the bottom one succeeds, the middle one succeeds, and the top one succeeds. So that's three successful shots on the Gold Runner. Um... And that's going to deal a good damage. Uh, I'm gonna laugh when you one-shot the, the whole fucking Buzzblades team right now, and then like, yeah, great. Game Jeez. over. <laughs> it's over. It's done. Uh, <laughs> Man, I just bought my dad one of their jerseys too. Well, now it's worth more, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, they're dead. <laughs> So yeah, it's a pretty significant blast as two of those hit the forward arc of the Gold Runner and one hits the Starbird arc, um, and it just eats through the shields. You can just see it eat through those shields. Yeah, Orton kind of goes, "Oh, that's not good." Is that right? That's seventy-one damage. Yep. Jeez. Like they, I mean, they're blown out of the sky pretty much. I mean, they're still standing, but they don't look good. That is for sure. They yeah. just put them in, uh, they, into a critical hit range, or they, um, a critical effect, so their weapons are shot. Okay, so at the top of round two, Terry comes over your comms and says, Captain, I am detecting another vessel in the area. Where? Where is it? So, would you like to use your turn to do science officer? I mean, yeah, sure. Actions? Alright. Uh, so, that happens in the helm phase, right? So, we're going to bypass the engineering phase and go right to the to the helm phase. Um, let's go ahead and get those helm phase initiative rolls. Can do. Ooh, yeah. Can do. And John? 
Why don't you go ahead and roll a Helm Phase initiative roll? What? what? I get to roll? Yeah. He's playing a space goblin. So I rolled a 29. You rolled a 29? And yes. okay, so ship initiative goes off of uh, piloting? Piloting. Okay, yes. so I rolled a 30. Okay. This ta- this this podcast ain't big enough for two of us, John. <laughs> I actually am uh, playing Tom Cruise as Maverick. Oh God! And, yeah. I quit. You quit. <laughs> nah. All right. So, what did you guys roll? What did you roll, Orin? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. And what did you roll, John? Thirty. Thirty. Okay. So the Raiders actually got the jump on this so once again the gold runner is going to try to evade and they'll turn here so they're flying around this asteroid and they kind of fly just you know just past you to try to not block block your route and you you hear them come over the comm saying please help us we we can't take any more hits all of our systems are critical. I don't think that new Elysium security will be here quickly in time. And um, actually, John, you hear this over your comms as well. All right. So then they moved, which now I believe it's the Epic Tracer's turn to move. Okay. And as you're about to make whatever maneuver you're about to make, you hear Gardenzio again over the comms saying, All right, boys. Yep, that's not him. <laughs> All right, boys. All right, boys. Let's get them. A lot of voices in his head tonight, y'all. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yeah. Give me a break. Take uh, off your ten-gallon hat. <laughs> <laughs> Round up the posse. Stop it! You're making it worse. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Mike. We don't have to do this. I mean, you and I—we're family, right? I was, as I said, I was coming here to help you. We're going to keep going after this goal, Runner, but I'm going to actually head out. If you're interested in what I have to say, you can find me a few clicks in, throughout the star system. It's like space. hard to say directions. Two clicks space west. We've established. Just use cardinal directions or, and add space. Or use landmarks yeah. like a couple thousand, however far past whatever star or whatever station. Right. That's it's easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, either way, he, he he sends you some coordinates where you can meet him if you're interested and. He, and that's what he says. Now, Orin, you get to fly and make your choice here. So what Orin will do is kind of cut the ship in front of uh, the Star Runner. Mm-hmm. and Goal Runner. Kind of the Goal Runner, excuse me, and like thread the needle between those two asteroids. Okay. And just kind of like block their path, you know, uh, and just get end up right between those two. And... Uh, you know, uh, turn to Mike and say, "You get a good position now, buddy." Um. All right. With that, uh, fella, you wanted to run a scan, so go ahead and give me a computer's check, please. All right. Oh boy, I'm, I'm okay at that. Yeah, you're gonna have a, um, I believe a plus two to that because of your sensors. Gotcha. Let's say. Let's see here. Twenty-eight. Actually, you're gonna have a plus. 
10 up to that. Well, okay, then it's a uh, 36. Okay, uh, so yes, you see another ship that's on your on your readout, right? And you kind of put that up for the whole crew to see. And he's on the southeast of the map. And I'm going to pop this up here. Um, Ooh, that's sleek. Okay, so what you see is this kind of bluish-purple ship. Uh, it's It almost looks like a Y. You know, there's like the, the cockpit and then two kind of fins that come off the back of it. Um, and then a, you know, extension off the front. And with a roll that high, I mean, you can determine a good bit about it, uh, that there's only one life form on board, um, that that is a Vescarium make and model ship. Uh, however, it's not in the typical color pattern. Um, you know, typically Vesk ships are green, uh, but this seems to be painted with a much more sleek finish with that kind of reflective blue and purplish finish. Um, it's a tier six ship uh, and it has a good bit of firepower on it. God damn guys, you see that? That ship's gorgeous. Yeah, Halen, see if he'll help us out. Uh, him or her, with with I that know scan, do I get like its ID tag, like its name? You, you you see where it should read out with that scan, but there there seems to be something like blocking that out. Hmm. Flying under the radar. Like That's fucking cool. But yeah, you can bring him up on the comms for sure if you want to. Yeah, Cap, you want to talk to this Joker? Or yes, try? Uh, yes. Bring him up. And Bell beep boop boop boop, boop and tries to hail this unknown dark colored ship. Uh, greetings, incoming ship. Uh, state your purpose. You're doing great, Captain. Thanks. <laughs> state my pervert? What? Yes, <laughs> that one. <laughs> and uh, he opens uh, hailing frequencies and uh, looks like I'm not the only one who heard of the stressed hawk. This is the Casador. Have you sustained any injuries? Any damage? No, the, we are trying to uh, secure safe passage for the goal runner. Uh, these um, pirates, can you do anything about them? Can you help us with this? Always of service. And with that, he's going to go ahead and move on his turn. Uh, which uh, is now your turn. Everybody wants to be a pilot until it's time to do pilot shit, ain't it? Right, pilot right. shit's hard, y'all, huh? <laughs> Okay, so yeah, he's gonna go uh, with a speed of ten. Go ahead and just uh, move half of his uh, speed. He's gonna actually glide um, during the helm phase, uh, which is gonna put him at uh, five hexes. Uh, that way, he can go ahead and kind of uh, uh, wrap around this uh, asteroid. So with a glide, I don't think you can turn. So you'll have to glide through the asteroid space. No, no, no. So, I can actually go right here, right? Instead. Yes. You can yeah, there that. we go. Okay. It, but with uh, perfect maneuverability, being a tiny ship, I can go ahead and just uh, turn. So I mm -hmm. can face the, uh, the hostile. Okay. So, yeah, it, this ship kind of just 
glides out from behind the asteroid and has a, a really great shot lined up. And really, you see one ship peel off. And then you see the other two ships swarm in on the tracer. So one kind of, what is that, when you just go sideways? Pretty sure that's a glide. Uh, it is a glide, in fact. Yeah, so it just, it just kind of glides over to get in the forward arc. And let's see, this other ship is going to, ugh, it's in a bad spot, is going to move and turn. So it's now facing like north on the map. And we're now going to go into the helm phase. John's we already we like, already went into the helm phase. I'm sorry, the gunnery phase. Okay, yeah. I was like, there we are. Uh... Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll do this. Let's start with the epic tracer. Yeah, if you captain, go ahead. All right, captain's gonna try something that Emily's probably gonna fucking be terrible at. Um, let's see. She's going to try and uh, give orders, uh, and she's going to try and do so to the gunnery to Mike. Okay. So, let's see. What's that DC 15? Ooh, it's gonna be hey. Um, okay. <laughs> no. No. So here's the question. That failed the DC check. Um, or it's for the, the check. Did you add your dexterity to it as well? No. It's my BAB. Your BAB is four. What's your dex? Oh no, it's still. I rolled a seven. Oh yeah. Where I know it's just yeah. Emily. It's just Emily. It's nothing to do with fucking stats. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So All right. Captain. So you, you tried to give orders, but you 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 start fumbling is when you try to talk about the weapon systems and make Mike it just shooty. Looks, make yeah, it Mike, shooty. Mike just looks at you with a cocked eyebrow. She's upset. <laughs> sure. This wasn't supposed to happen. We're going on fucking vacation. All right. So let me get that shot. Heath? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to use the turret, the light plasma cannon. Okay. And you're aiming at which ship? Uh, the only one that I have a shot on. All right. Which would be space northeast. <laughs> yeah, the one in the south, like, we can't see it and it can't see us. It's, there's right. an asteroid between us. Correct. Uh, that's a 17 on the die for a 29 total. That's going to get it, my man. Nice. That'll be 2d12. And I rolled a 12 on the first die. Mm-hmm. And an 8 on the second. 20 okay. damage. 20 damage. And that is going in the forward arc, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. That uh, definitely puts the hurting on them. They are going to fire their shots. Uh, well, one shot, really. Uh, so, let's see. Ooh, yeah, that's going to hit you for with a 26, right? That hits. Yes. All right, so that is going to deal a good chunk here. Uh, 66 damage. 14 damage to your forward arc. Uh, that doesn't ouch. get through the shields. Nope. All right, and then John. You get to take your shot. Okay, so being in the forward arc, he's going to go ahead and fire on the one that's due south of the Epic Tracer with a coil gun. Okay. What's your range on the coil gun? It's long. 
perfect. You're good then. And you're gonna use a uh, computer to aid. Alright. It's a 19 on the attack. That's with the computers? Correct. That is gonna miss. Damn! Miss. Uh, yeah, that's a, that was a six on the die, so. Oof, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna start rolling that's okay. dice. Alright. Uh, so we're at round three, back to the engineering phase. Fell, science officer or engineering? Uh, Fell's going to. I mean, do I have to have to declare at the very beginning of the turn? Yeah, because you can only. Or it'll call out, Fell, patch the shields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good call. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I want to shoot stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm going to divert power to shields. And I already did the math. So it's 5% of our power core's max rating, which is 175. Okay. That equals 8.75. So does that round up to 9? Yeah, I'll round it up. Sweet. So that puts us back at 10 shields on the forward arc. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, let's go to the helm phase then. All and right, then. roll that helm phase Let's initiative. go. 32. Okay. 25. 25. Okay. Uh, so, Goal Runner got last, and they're just going to keep running, basically, and try to get themselves behind an asteroid, which they do. Uh, I think you rolled the next lowest, John. Right. I don't know. You, I mean, I rolled a 25. I don't know. 25, yes. Yeah. So you, you can move now. All right. With that, he's going to go ahead and uh, give chase. He's going to move six, uh, about eight hexes and then go ahead and turn to face towards the Southern Raider. Yeah, the Southern Raider. Perfect. Okay. Um, we tied on our helm phases. Warren, so I'll go ahead and go first. Default to you as, as the winner on that tie. Um, and so they're just going to actually drift back a couple spaces. And this southern one is going to fly up through those asteroids, kind of away from the encroaching ship on him, and is going to turn as they do so. Like that. Okay, now you get to move, Oren. Alright, so uh, Oren will say on the open comms channel, uh, I hate it when people start fights they can't finish. Why you're running? And uh, he will move evasively up towards them. So that's going to be a little piloting check there. i got to hit a 19. Give you a little boost to your AC. Yeah, that's gonna get it. That's gonna get it. Thirteen on the die. Uh, so that's definitely gonna get it. So uh, he'll just move up some, kind of, you know, about four hexes or so, just giving chase. I mean, right now we have a perfect broadside on our port side against the one of them, and we have a perfect shot in short range on yeah, the. the Gardenzio's ship has flown off the map. I forgot to mention that, but mm-hmm. for his move, he he got Yeah, I enough. figured. Yeah, he yeah. bitched out because he's a little yeah. bitch. So, uh, yeah, so Orton just moves up, and um, like I said, you know, he's talking a little shit on the comms, and uh, he's flying straight and evasively, so that's going to give us a little bonus to our AC and TL. Okay. Uh, all right. 
that's all the moves. So let's go into the gunnery phase, Captain. Captain is going to act, and this time she is actually going to taunt uh, one of the other ships. Um, she's going to go ahead and taunt the one that's furthest away from us. Um, okay. So that is going to be an intimidate check. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So that's going to be a 37. Holy hell. Yeah. Um, there you go. So- <laughs> Doing great, Captain. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so uh, mechanically, that is going to, and I don't know if I roll a D4, but uh, that ship is going to take for this phase a minus two penalty to all checks for 1D4 rounds. Wow. Okay. So go ahead and roll that D4. Okay. Three. So for three rounds during the gunnery phase, they take a minus two, right? And uh, the penalty increases to a minus four if the enemy's check is made as a part of a push action. So if they do an action that's considered push, it's a minus four. Wow. Wow. They are literally shaking in their boots uh, in the hull of their ship, and they actually cut the comms. Line. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, well, um, rude. Yeah. So in the gunnery phase, Heath, what's Mike gonna do? You got a shot on your forward arc, and you got a shot on your port side too. So, yeah, my port weapon doesn't do a lot of damage. You could fire at will and fire both at a minus four. It's up to you. Yeah, I know. I can I can fire at will. I can shoot or I can broadside. But a broadside, it wouldn't be. As much damage as I would like, and it costs a resolve. I mean, <clears throat> fire at will. Nuke, that resolve, nuke and dude. turret the one in the front. That's what I. That's the play, man. That's uh, the play. I mean, the like. Yeah, I'm saying I'll get more damage if I fire two weapons in the forward arc than the forward arc. Yeah, no, that's what yeah. I'm saying. The turret and the nuke. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, to avoid the minus fours, I'll spend the resolve. Pretty much. So the resolve basically allows you to fire all the weapons in one arc without yep. any penalty, but you have to yep. spend a resolve point to do yes. it. Wait, wait, all Sweet. weapons? That'd be all four weapons could fire forward. All forward, all weapons in one arc. Oh, yep. mounted in a specific arc, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it would right. only be the turret and the, the nuke. So this is all going to the intimidated one. Let's get that shot. Those shots. Multiple shots. Yeah, and Mike, while he's doing this, is just like, I don't have time for these fucking peons. I'm going to take Gondinzio down a notch. And, uh, let's see, that is a 13 on the die for a 25. A 25? Yeah. That'll hit. Nice. Okay, this is going to take a second because the tactical nuke is 5d8. 23 damage off the tactical nuke. Holy shit. It'll be 2d12 off the turret. That's an 8. And a 7. Nice. So 15 on top of that. So what's the total? So it's uh, 38 points of damage. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, There's several critical (laughs) malfunctions that are going to happen there. My goodness, man. Um, all right, John, let me get your 
gunnery. All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and use computer. That's plus three. And I am also going to fire just a tactical nuke. Okay, so that is... And you're firing at the same one? Uh, I'm firing, firing at, at the one north no, of the other Yeah, I'm firing at the one that's not in the middle. Uh, like, yeah, I'm not firing at the one that's between... I mean, that's uh, in front of uh, the Epic Tracer. It has, uh, an, yeah. yeah, an asteroid Man. and a ship between <laughs> yeah, it. exactly, dude. No, I'm firing at the one that's northwest. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that's, let's see, that's 21 plus 3. That's 24. Uh, yeah, should be 24 to hit. That's a hit. All right, fantastic. And that is 5d8. Okay. And that's 23 damage. All right, so that ship takes some significant <laughs> barrage on this, and it fires its shots with a natural one on Oof. the attack. Uh, extremely intimidated, and at the end, of, and the other one doesn't have a shot because it doesn't have anything on its starboard side. So, at the end of this round, <laughs> the the one that you intimidated is completely neutralized you hit it with all this firepower and you just see it just kind of like putter and just start floating like just drifting in space you've completely neutralized that ship um and the goal runner you can hear cheers from the goal runners comms oh fucking right this is lovely it's like the game they're, they're doing great um and so some 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 heavy cheers and excitement from that and then Again, Terry comes up on your comms and says, I'm detecting three approaching vessels in the area. I believe that these are friendlies from New Elysium, as they are broadcasting emergency signals from their communications. Can you put them on comms, Terry? Sure, Captain. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so I mean the comms are you open. Bet. You betcha. Uh, this is uh, Captain Ziva of the Epic Tracer. Uh, are you. State your business, who are you? She's kind of freaked out. I mean, because like yeah. pirates so, and shit. This, this is the new Elysium security ships. We are coming to aid the distress call we heard from the Gold Runner. However, we see that you are already on it and that you are expected guest at our resort. We must apologize for this terrible welcome. Please, if you don't mind, escort the Gold Runner back to New Elysium and we shall take care of these troublesome pirates and you should enjoy your stay. This is a vacation after all. Hey, hey Ziva, Ziva. See if you can strong arm him into uh, giving us some, some, uh, some of those expensive consumables for free for doing this one. For doing their job. Uh, I will pull some strings uh, once we get on site. I don't think that these security security officers can facilitate such things. Alright, fine. It's just looking forward to some of the top shelf liquor, you know. Well, don't worry. We'll pull the strings. Of course. (laughs) If you don't give us VIP rooms, we'll blow them out of the sky. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure we already have VIP rooms, but uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and talk to the Ultra VIP. V- right. VIP. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> and you hear also... Sweet. You also hear over the comms. And you, C- 
Kuiper Vargas, please join the Epic Tracer. Join the Epic Tracer and the Goal Runner. We were expecting you to. This is not something that you should have to handle. Please go get cleaned up. We'll take care of your ship and we'll handle this. We're at the top of the round. What do you guys want to do? And it's hmm. three ships that they have incoming? They got three ships incoming, yeah. The hailing frequency uh, open for uh, the Epic Tracer. I mean, yeah, we're wide open. Okay, all right. Uh, Capitan, I suggest uh, you take forward and I'll take the, the rear. We keep the gold runner in between. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea to us. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan, Mr. Vargas, I believe, yes? That is correct. We'll take the front. And she'll kind of look over to Oren like, okay, let's let's uh let's make a convoy. You really want to break off, Captain? I mean it's just one ship. Just give me the word. I kinda wanna get the like civilians out of here, you know what I mean? Like, just let's fucking go. So make the word, Cap. Yeah. That she gives you the nod, like, yeah, let's go. This is not our job. All right. Orders are orders. Um, okay. And okay. so with that, then, we are actually out of starship combat as the Epic Tracer and the Cazador escort the Goal Runner to the docking bay of New Elysium. And we'll see you. Um, oh. Okay. All right. Um. So, so hold up. So we got John's right, character. So, just a little bit. Uh, I have so many questions. Ziva's gonna have to have the talk with uh, Mike. Like, there's like. This episode has been sponsored by Roll Twenty. This is how we roll. <laughs>